This is Coffee, Wine, and Chocolate, a podcast inspired by people, places, and things. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn. You can find me at all the links I've provided below in the notes. But specifically, you can find me at the podcast website, which is coffeewineandchocolate.com. I never thought I would like wine as I was going through college and the first years of marriage. But the older I got, the more I enjoyed it. It's fun going to wineries and challenging yourself on the notes you can taste, as well as deciding what wines go with certain meals. I really enjoyed white wines with chicken and fish meals. Whites like Chardonnay and Pinot Grigio. Then for reds, I enjoy Merlot, Pinot Noir, Shiraz, and Petit Syrah. These I like with red meats like steaks and pork meals. Honestly though, you can have white wine with red meats and pork or red wines with seafood and chicken. It is up to you and your taste. And what is your favorite wines? Because you want to enjoy the whole experience your way. So what are some of the wines that you like? I would love to know. And what you like to eat with them. Like what meals you like to have certain wines with. Or just to enjoy a glass of wine. This month, May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. And to start this month off, the day before, on April 30th, Naomi Jun passed away. And she was my mom's age. I can't imagine what Winona and Ashley are going through. And I pray I won't have to for quite a while still. The message they sent out on social media was that she died from mental illness disease. No more elaboration from that. Mental illness affects so many. And you hear about it more every day. Here I am at turning 55 this year. And finding out more and more about mental illness and all the different types and reasons out there. It's mind-boggling. Mental illness can be brought on by so many different factors and reasons. I bought the book of Dr. Julie Smith called, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? Quote, unquote. It is a great book to help you understand things either yourself or someone you know has gone or is going through. Two of my favorite chapters so far in the book is chapter three and chapter four. Three is on things that help, and four is on how to turn bad days into better days. Now in chapter three, she uses the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey as an example in putting distance between low moods and our mind's thoughts. That, quote, one of the most important skills for learning to deal with thoughts and their impact on our mood is getting some distance from them. Unquote. On page 35, paragraph 3, one of the most important skills for learning to deal with thoughts and their impact on our mood is getting some distance from them. Sounds difficult when those thoughts are inside your own mind, but humans have a powerful tool that helps us to put thoughts at arm's length and give us the distance we need. It's called metacognition, 
which is a fancy name for thoughts about your thoughts. And there's also one on paragraph 2 of page 36. And it states, The power of any thought is in how much we buy into it, how much we believe it to be true and meaningful. When we observe our own thought processes in this way, we start to see thoughts for what they are and what they are not. Thoughts are not facts. They are a mix of opinions, judgments, stories, memories, theories, interpretations, and predictions about the future. They are ideas offered up by our brain about ways we could make sense of the world. But the brain has limited information to go on. The brain's job is also to save you as much time and energy as possible. This means it takes shortcuts and makes guesses and predictions all the time. And that's why they say sometimes that not to trust the thoughts, but to research and make sure that what the thoughts are giving you is actually real and true. Her book has been meant a lot to me because of all the things that are in there that I've learned and that I am still learning by reading this book. And it's, it's amazing. Um, one part in it is about mindfulness. And I researched and found the, the quote-unquote uh, definition of mindfulness. It says, The basic human ability to be fully present aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. It's on mindful.org. And in Julie's book, it says, Mindfulness is a state of mind that we can try to cultivate at any time. It means pay attention to the present moment with awareness of thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations that arrive without judgment or distraction. It does not rapidly eliminate low mood or change the problems you face, but it does hone your awareness of the details of your experience so that you are more able to choose carefully how you respond. But it can be difficult if you are not sure how to do it. Meditation is like a gym workout for the mind. It provides a space to practice the skills being used. Now, one thing I know I have shared with you guys before is the gratitude practice of writing down three things a day that um, that make you thankful. Um, she says in her book on page 42 regarding gratitude practice, gratitude practice is another simple way to get used to turning your attention. Find a small notebook and once a day, write down three things that you feel grateful for. They can be something big like your loved ones or it can be a small detail of your day that you appreciate such as the taste of your coffee as you sit down to work. Now this sounds almost too simple to be effective but every time you engage in gratitude your brain is getting practice at turning its attention to things that create pleasant emotional states. The more practice you get the easier it becomes to use that in other situations. It's just amazing some of the things that um, that this book has, and I would definitely recommend getting it if you do not already have it. And it's Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by Dr. Julie Smith. 
The hardest thing I have ever done and never believed I would be one of the statistics was to give up on my marriage and divorce. The hardest part out of all the hard parts was feeling the disappointment and feeling of abandonment from my boys. Yes, they have their own lives and families, but I'm their mother. And to make matters worse, I didn't know how to talk and open up to them because I knew how much they loved their dad too. I didn't want to come off as the parent saying bad things about the other, as if I was trying to get their sympathy through it all. I know now that was wrong in so many ways. And then the man who started out as my close friend and supporter captured my heart. So from getting the divorce to moving to London, they felt I was just leaving them and life behind. Thing is, I wasn't and I'm not. They are my boys and now they have beautiful girls, my granddaughters. I love them all so much. Unfortunately, I'm guessing they didn't know how to approach me either. (laughs) During the separation and divorce, they didn't reach out nor come see me. So for me, the one that talks so much about the importance of communication didn't do so well, nor did I teach it very well. I miss them terribly, and when I don't hear from them, especially if it's a special day, it breaks my heart. Yes, they say they love me, but it's the showing that means as much, if not more, than the saying. And I don't mean material things at all. I mean just a, hello, how are things going, message. Or call just to check on me and say they miss me. It helps to know and does a mama's heart good. One thing I can say, I am proud of them. They are good husbands, good providers. They love their wives and girls and seem to have wonderful relationships. That makes me very happy to see. In the midst of all of this, I went through times of high anxiety and depression. I know a lot had to do with all I was going through, but I just recently realized I was going through premenopause as well. So for now, I continue to take my low-dose antidepressant along with estrogen gel and progesterone pills to level my body back to working order. The symptoms I was having were heavy bleeding and spotting, mood swings, depression, anxiety, joint pain, bloating, emotional sensitivity. Okay, that's me normally anyway. (laughs) If you have these or similar symptoms, please go to your doctor GP. I thought something was extremely wrong with me until I started researching and finally went to my GP and said it was time for HRT. That is hormonal replacement therapy. They did blood work to make sure all was okay and started me on it. I'm already feeling a difference after only a weekend a half for almost two weeks. Another thing that helped while I was do- going through the separation and divorce was my therapist or counselor. I learned a lot about myself and others and can confidently say the changes in me are good and were needed. So again, I say this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. I will be sharing things I have read and things I myself have gone through along the, uh, with others to help understand the subject of mental illness. I hope by doing this, it helps others in some way. On a website called nationaltoday.com, it describes Mental Health Awareness Month in this month of 2022. 
It states, mental health is wealth, especially during Mental Health Awareness Month, which is celebrated in May. The stigma around mental health and treatment has long existed, even though this has started to change. Still, people hesitate to seek help and even talk about it with their loved ones for fears of being judged and facing an unnecessary backlash. Simple logic dictates that if we are hurt anywhere, we must seek treatment to get better. This applies to both our mental and physical well-being. While Mental Health Awareness Month is celebrated in the U.S., a more universal day is also celebrated by the WHO on October the 10th, and it is known as World Mental Health Day. The history of Mental Health Awareness Month states um, it was first celebrated in 1949. It was commemorated by the Mental Health America organization, which was with which was then known as the National Committee for Mental Hygiene, and then later as the National Mental Health Association before it got its current name. The association was founded by Clifford Whittingham Beers. Beers, who was born in 1976 in Connecticut, was one of five children in his family who all suffered from mental illness and psychological distress. All of them also went on to spend time at mental institutions And it was from his hospital in admittance that he discovered that the mental health field had a notorious reputation for malpractice, maltreatment, and immense bias. Beers went on to author A Mind That Found Itself, which is a bestseller even today, gaining popularity and support from medical professionals. Beers founded the National Committee for Mental Hygiene. Beers and his colleagues at the association wanted to find ways to make sure that mental health patients not only received the right care, but also did not feel alone in their fight against mental diseases. And it goes on to explain the history. And um, it's a very interesting article, and you'll find it, like I said, on nationaltoday.com, and I will share it in my notes below. Now for our ending article that um, my partner found for me to share, it's about a couple in Ukraine getting married during all of this, um, all the war between Ukraine and Russia. The story starts this way. Yesterday I went to a wedding. The bride, Anastasia, wore a white dress and a veil tucked under a crown of flowers, paired with a leather jacket and knee-high combat boots. The groom, Anton, wore black leg valleys and black boots. The couple posed atop the ruins of our hometown, Kharkiv, which has been under near-constant bombardment. They kissed and danced to music playing from a nearby car stereo in an empty street that would normally be filled with traffic. Luckily, there were no air raid sirens. Um, It says before the war, Anton was a dentist, and Anastasia was a nurse in the oncology unit of a hospital. She shaves her head in solidarity with her patients. Since the Russian attacks, they've been running a makeshift pharmacy out of what used to be a hipster coffee shop. Instead of doling out overpriced cappuccinos, 
Anton and Anastasia are getting medicine like antibiotics and other supplies to elder and sick Kharkiv residents through a network of volunteers. They've been working around the clock for weeks. Now it was important for them to get married. None of us had ever seen a wedding like this. It was the best one I've ever been to. This wedding was for the whole city and for the whole country. Anton and Anastasia were a couple full of life and fighting back by by simply declaring, Despite all of this, we will plan for the future. It was like they were saying to the Russians, You may try to take away our future, but there will be one. Anton and Anastasia have no plans to go on a honeymoon anytime soon. One day, they want to go somewhere with a beach and palm trees. Before that happens, there is a war to win and brutal days ahead. But yesterday, there was hope and beauty and love inside the ugliness. Yesterday was a good day. And this story was written by Maria Adiva. So also in the notes below, I will include some phone numbers um, that you can call if need be um, to get some information or to talk to someone about possibilities of needing help. And if you need help, please call these numbers. They're there to help and are willing and able to do so. So that's it for this week's episode of Coffee, Wine, and Chocolates. I hope you enjoyed and benefited from it in some way. And for the next few weeks, I will continue to do um, some stories and some information about mental health. Um, just some insights onto like what mental health illnesses are out there and things that, that people go through through different kinds of mental health problems too. I hope you have a great week and a great day. And I love you guys. Thanks. Now go out today as you're going about your business. Whatever you do today, if you come upon somebody that you see that has something on that you like or the hair is, has done some way that you like or whatever you might see that you like, let them know. They may be having a bad day and you could be giving them something that makes them smile. Tell them so. Tell them hi. Even just a smile or a hello will make someone's day. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks. <laughs>